0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party and truth, over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Are you happy to be back in studio, JC? Did you miss everybody? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We had a great time on our history vacation. Uh, Jekyll Island. We went to Jekyll Island and saw some really cool stuff. Uh, learned about the uh, what the idea of what the the idea of not ostentatious means to the Rockefellers. That was really sort of hilarious. Roughing it, <laughs> roughing it, roughing it to the Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Goulds, and the guy forget his name who made the singer sewing machines roughing it means that you're that the ladies have to have a ball dress a different ball dress every single night for two months straight
1: and your home can't have more than 20 rooms
0: no yeah. yeah your home can't have more than 20 rooms and the women must have a I, I, I the size the magnitude of those dresses jc i can't even imagine the luggage it took to haul that not to mention that we learned they changed clothes at least seven times a day. They had a different outfit for every activity of the day, which is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. But it was beautiful. Uh, We had a a nice time. There was very little uh, cell phone connectivity. So uh, there was very little intrusion and the three of us had a good time together. But if you follow us on on Instagram or Facebook, you likely to have seen some pictures. If you don't, well, then there you have it. <laughs> I feel like I've got some some catching up to do. I know everybody enjoyed Bernie a lot. Bernie did a really great job. Uh, we, got, we had s- many people say thank you for letting Bernie cover the show for us. And I just want to publicly say thank you to Bernie again for doing such a fantastic job of conducting a teach show and not a talk show. He really took that theme and ran with it. I was I was really excited about that. And so the first story that I wanted to cover today is a Florida news which to me is just it, it's completely outrageous when you, you think, think about you think <laughs> I, You don't think it's outrageous?
1: I I don't know. I wasn't as moved by it as some others I guess
0: yeah I don't well,
1: I don't live there I don't know
0: no well here's here's the point of it okay so the
1: I, I guess because it's not the first time I just thought yeah. here we go again
0: yeah well that's that's kind of the the point I'm taking here so what we have is a shutdown phosphate plant and the backstory is is that the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and the federal EPA have been haggling for over 25 years, what to do with this thing. The people in the community have been trying to get them to do something about this plant, uh, this shutdown plant. uh, And and they've just sort of been, I don't know if it's been, they've been dragging their feet or they're not quite sure what to do with it or whatever. Well, now they're, now they have to do something because the um, reservoir is falling apart. and we're talking and this this article is, is is part of what put me out, right? This is environmental waste people, environmental waste, and the EPA is allowing the Florida government to pump more than 30 million gallons of toxic water into the Tampa Bay. Because, you know, 25 years wasn't long enough to figure out what to do with it in a way that actually was safe to, to deal with it. Now we are in emergency. We're looking at up to eight 100 uh, gallons. No, that wasn't it. I forgot the number. Some huge number. 300 million. 300. Right, right. 300 million. But it's more than that. It's 400 million out of one and 400 million out of another. So there's the possibility of two reservoirs busting open with 800 million gallons of this stuff going into the they, I have it up here on my Instagram page. I'm gonna go. I meant to pull that up. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Bishop. Bishop, and what's the third one?
1: Uh, like cockroach or something. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. Cockroach Bay, right? Not only that.
1: Like I said, I don't live there. Probably most people listening don't.
0: This is this is the federal EPA had control and regulation of this particular place for over 25 years. Now tie this back to the uh, story that we covered before we left, where you have a shooter in Colorado that the FBI has been tracking. How many of these federal agencies in the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security Track these people only to track them to watch them conduct violent acts on the people. Oops, sorry, we were tracking them. Now you have the EPA monitoring something that is going to pump water, wastewater, possibly radioactive material, because when phosphate gets to an upper level, it actually becomes radioactive. And so they're pumping that into Tampa Bay, which will go into the ocean, which will go into the groundwater in Florida. I don't give a flip whether you live in Piney Point, Florida or not. The entire ecosystem of Florida, the entire environment around the state of Florida being pumped into the bay is now in danger. They have evacuated homes, mandatory evacuations because the epa couldn't get their job done for 25 years but we are supposed to be bowing to the epa and they can turn around if you if you dumped three gallons into the wastewater you would be seeing fines of incredible magnitude we covered this way back in the day, but I wanted to show you this. This is back from 2012. Just an idea of what these regulatory agencies are doing.
1: They're saying like, the water is not radioactive, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, they may be saying no, but they're saying that there's a possibility of it that if all four hundred million Yeah, the latest is saying gallons, it's
1: not radioactive. They're saying the big, the one of, I guess, the top problem. What they're reporting now mm-hmm. is that the high nutrient content is going to cause and could cause an algae bloom, red algae bloom, which this already happened. This is not the first spill from this place. Uh, It's already happened and, and uh, you know, devastate the fish, kill all the fish and um, you know, all that stuff in the Bay. So, well,
0: if you'll excuse me, if I'm just slightly cynical at their assessment of the danger, knowing that high rate, high levels of this phosphate create radioactive waste no no
1: but the problem in the the problem is how you you know they then they'll juxtapose that because everybody's running around screaming about radiation then they say no it's just it's just you know the nitrogen and phosphorus and they're oh okay so no no not a problem. No that's a major disaster.
0: Well it must Uh, be a major disaster. They're making people vacate their homes and businesses mandatory.
1: The vacation the the evacuation was because a 20 foot wall of water was going to be moving through the neighborhood. I mean, it's like a tsunami was going to come through.
0: So there you go. I mean,
1: you're talking a massive, this wall collapses and 300 million gallons instantaneously poison pours into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was going to wipe this place off the map. If that thing uh, burst through There's, I mean, they're still working on it as we speak, national guard and pumps and, you know, all kind of crews and whatnot. It was like you said, they're, they're in a point now because of, you know, I mean, it's hard to even say what, what they've been doing for this long. Like, Oh, we've been arguing, haggling, whatever. The property was in receivership uh, of the Florida environmental protection agency. Right. It was literally owned by the government and they sold it back to the present private owner, um, with all of these problems, so not only did they not do anything about it, uh, they had it in their in their midst, uh, you know, when they could do something and didn't do anything, and then sold it back, knowing they have these problems with people with two companies that can't afford to deal with it. Apparently, is is the story.
0: So then you have the federal
1: insane mess.
0: The federal EPA has been continuously regulating this through the pre the first owner, through the Florida ownership, through the sale, allowed the sale to even happen. And now what we what we have is a disaster once again created by negligence in these regulatory agencies. Remember the Colorado River that the Florida EPA allowed Mm. all of that wastewater to go into that Colorado River. And now, you know, that's swept under the rug. Nobody knows what damage that actually caused. And the algae bloom, I don't know. I just don't, I don't believe that the algae bloom and, and a wave of water is the only kind of damage that we're going to see by this. It's just ludicrous. That's not enough. No, it is enough. It is enough. 20 foot away
1: from water wiping off, wiping out a neighborhood.
0: Yeah, it is enough. But the problem is And what I was saying,
1: nobody just, knows the name cockroach, and who cares? That that was my point, not that it's not a problem.
0: Well, but we're talking about three bodies, f- three large bodies of water that are being contaminated voluntarily with the permission of these environmental agencies. You have people who have tried to follow the law. You have uh, uh, the man, the, the, the veteran in Michigan who creates a retention pond for his cattle mm-hmm. that is approved by the, the Army Corps of Engineers. And he goes to prison because the EPA says violation of Clean Air and Water Act. Mm -hmm. Right. Violation of Clean Air and Water Act. Yet this endorsed by the government is not a violation of any Clean Water Act because they have their permission.
1: Because you're not a he's not a politician or a billionaire in good standing.
0: Right. Well, and
1: so he has to follow the peasant
0: laws. And this is this is something back from two. Oops, I forgot. This is something back from 2012. I just wanted to, to show this to you uh, as a reminder of the laws that are the, but not for me. Mm-hmm. This is what your regulatory agencies
2: do.
3: What if you're just an ordinary businessman and you import these guys? Watch out. You could go to jail for years. We didn't catch the lobster. We didn't see the lobster. shone Schoenwetter used to import seafood. Then authorities said, you're in trouble.
4: I did the same thing for 13 years over and over. Clear customs and FDA, bring bring the lobster tails in and sell them. Nobody in the government ever had a problem with that until that day when they walked up on the dock and said, don't offload your lobster tails. Customs shows up and says, stop unloading, put them back. We put them back and we were wondering what the heck happened. They didn't really know the answer.
3: We know that, you know, you shouldn't murder and you shouldn't steal. Those are intuitive. That's old fashioned. Now the laws are much more technical and vague. The government eventually said he broke four obscure regulations that are on the books in Honduras. That said they had to be packaged in 40 pound boxes. We had them in plastic bags. Everybody was using
4: plastic bags. I started in 1986 and was always doing it the same way.
3: In the end, even Honduras said, no, this, you've got, got it wrong. didn't matter.
4: 7.30 in the morning, there's about six or seven black bands. There's FBI, IRS, National Marine Fisheries Service, Customs. There's about 13 of them on my deck, all with
3: guns. And that was just the beginning of Abby's nightmare. And he were sentenced to? Eight years, one month. That's right, eight years and a month. Maybe he was a repeat offender? Any trouble with the law before this? But the worst thing I had was a speeding ticket. That was it. He served six years in jail.
4: What's happened to your business? I went broke. What's happened to your family? They went broke also, and they broke up. My kids are back home with their mother and... Uh, that's the
3: story. I assume these attorneys general and state's attorneys, they're not evil people. Okay, they're ambitious. They want to make a name for themselves. But they don't want to hurt people who didn't really do nasty things. Most are not evil. But they're a lot of fanatics. Prosecutors have noticed that other prosecutors like Elliot Spitzer, Rudy Giuliani, Senator Richard Blumenthal, won high office by racking up impressive conviction records. You see all these regulations around here?
0: You can add Kamala Harris to that now as well. Six years in prison. This man served for
1: putting lobster tails in bags, not boxes,
0: putting. Yeah. And, and did you see all the, what did the IRS have to do that? I thought it was a customs violation from Honduras that Honduras said, no, that's not even a a case. Look at, look at this one. Now this one is closer to what we're dealing with, right? You have, uh Bonner County, Idaho, Jill and Jack Barron.
2: Imagine how much money they spent uh prosecuting my husband.
3: The feds tried Jill Barron's husband, Jack, and lost, but instead of apologizing for getting it wrong, they now threatened to fine him thirty-seven thousand dollars a day. What terrible crime did the government say Jack and Jill committed? Trying to build a house on their own property. The county gave you
2: permission to build.
3: build Yes, they did.
2: And they inspected the foundation and approved it.
3: So you started to build, Mm -hmm. but a government owned drainage ditch nearby was clogged with logs. So Jack asked the government to fix it.
2: They told my husband, we are backed up six months. If you can clean the ditch, go ahead and do it. So he used his backhoe. He removed huge logs out of this uh, ditch. The water poured off the land, and uh, we were cited one felony for cleaning the ditch. What? A felony charge. It gave the property the appearance of being a wetlands. State government, flood your property. And then the federal government comes and charges you with felonies for building on a wetland.
3: And it clearly isn't a wetland. Jack is digging a well here. He he had to go deep down. He wasn't finding water.
2: He was down about eight feet, could not find a water table.
3: I should repeat, a jury cleared Jack of all charges.
2: And we won. But after we were home for a, a month, maybe, The uh, Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA sent us another letter saying how nice for you that you won in the criminal court. But we still feel it's a wetlands. And the decision made by the jury did not matter to them. And if you don't get off the property, we're going to find you civil. What does that mean? Um, 37,500 a day.
3: They've had to sell their home. Now they live in a modified trailer. So this is already almost taken everything you have.
2: Well, yeah, but there, I wouldn't live like that.
3: And their life savings?
2: We'll be bankrupt, obviously. You. Have- Meanwhile,
3: mm-hmm.
0: 30 gallons of wastewater. 300 million. Th- three, well, th- a day, right? they're currently pumping 30 million 30 million not 30, sorry, 30, gallons. 30 million gallons of wastewater voluntarily this wasn't even wastewater and now the EPA we, is stealing their land when when we are fighting for our rights when we are fighting and you know what was interesting was, J.C., the the, the author of that book, um, uh, Three Felonies a Day, he called this law. These are not even laws. These are not things that are passed by Congress. These are regulations to which the Supreme Court gives great, great deference to Uh, the regulatory agencies. That was one of the major disagreements that I had with Scalia. Scalia was always siding with the discretion of the federal agencies to create their regulations. And so we need, as we're working, because I'm going to show you some things today from the 10th amendment center, as we're working to Restore rights and liberties in America as we are building up this momentum. As the uh, the Biden, I almost said Obama, the Biden administration is taking uh, control of our land, and the states are beginning to stay up. I mean, look at this one, JC. This is this has been since the beginning of the Biden administration. Biden is halting federal oil and gas sales on public lands. Uh, and he did this the first days in office, because this is the whole climate change agenda, right? And so because, let's just follow this trail of because, right? Because the federal government owns land, it's not constitutionally authorized to own. The federal government asserts that it has the authority to control the minerals on land it doesn't have the authority to actually own. And in that, the federal government is making money off of the resources off that land, and now they're shutting it down and creating a situation now where we are not even allowed to use our resources here in America to make resources for our people. So what does that mean? We've got to buy it from foreign countries. Creates a greater dependency on foreign countries. So you have now a pushback against the Biden administration. And so what we need to do, is make sure that we are adding to our list of things to pushing back on are all of these EPA regulations, all of these FDA regulations, all of these regulations that are written by no one you elected. This is pure oligarchy guys because you've not elected anybody in these bureaucracies that are creating these regulations And don't rely on our judicial system. You saw that these people, the the barons were actually acquitted of the crime they were accused of. And the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers said, oh, isn't that nice? You've been acquitted. We still think it's a violation of federal regulation. And we're going to fine you $37,000 a day for cleaning out a drainage ditch. Do you know that their land is not worth $37,000 a day for a week? What is the purpose of finding someone $37,000 a day? It obviously isn't to repair any damage that's been done. Right. Because the punishment is the, proce- the process is the punishment. It is to bankrupt them and steal their land from them.
1: Teach you to obey.
0: Do not defy us. When you have the, when you actually have due process, when you actually have due process, come to its completion. And then the government just comes back and says, no, I'm sorry. That's too bad. You still owe us $37,000 a day. I just, that's, that's absolutely nuts. This is this happened while we were on vacation. And this is a, is a rather confusing case. So this, the headline here in the NPR is Supreme Court dips gingerly into roiling police misconduct waters. So what you have is Roxanne Torres. Roxanne Torres is asleep in her car in New Mexico, two, poli- two police officers went to an Albuquerque apartment complex to execute an arrest warrant for an, a different woman. Now, Torres was not the target of the warrant. Everybody agrees with that. But the officers who were not who were dressed as Uh, Police um, Identification Uh, They were not in plain clothes So it was very easily remarked That they were police Thought that Roxanne Was the other woman Miss Jackson So they ordered her to stop Now when Roxanne Saw their guns She says she took off Now she admits In the, the Supreme Court in the in the legal argument that she was totally whacked out on methamphetamines when this happened. She takes her car and she's driving at the police officers, afraid they're going to get hit. There's other cars coming. The police officers fire at the vehicle and hit her in the arm. She continues driving and she. uh Ends up in a hospital 75 miles away in Grants, New Mexico. Now, they actually have a warrant for Ms. Torres on a different case. When they find her, they arrest her for that warrant. And then two years later, she sues the New Mexico State Police for unlawful seizure of her body. Now, they didn't actually arrest her that day, and they did finally arrest her on a valid warrant. Her allegation of unlawful seizure was being shot in the arm. So they say because she was shot in the arm that this was an unlawful seizure. Now, the thing that... Confused me, you know how I am about all this stuff I want to know who who said what in the Supreme Court Who and, and why they said what they said Now, the article is going to tell you That the Supreme Court sided in a majority vote with Torres That being shot in the arm is an unlawful seizure of a person and that everybody, but Gorsuch, Thomas, and Alito agree that this was an unlawful seizure of Miss Torres. Now, what I want to tell you is what Gorsuch brings forward in this opinion. Okay, because she was not actually seized like her body was not arrested or detained. They didn't get her until days later. And when they arrested her, they arrested her properly for a warrant. So where did the actual violation occur? The majority court claims that her body was seized when she was Shot. That was the seizure. Now, there is a, an excessive force allegation that could be made. There is a battery claim that could be made. There is a uh, even negligent man, uh, um, uh, not homicide, man, not manslaughter because nobody died. What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, uh, aggravated battery and there are many kinds of crimes that could be alleged. So the new thing here is, was it a violation of the fourth amendment for the police officers to shoot her? And the Supreme Court said in majority, yes, where Gorsuch, Alito and Thomas say no. And here's the crazy thing. And this is what, this is really a, a case of confusion. And Gorsuch points this out in his majority, in his dissent here. Now, they're not, let's be clear. Gorsuch is not saying this is a violate, that this is uh, a lawful action by the police officers. Right. He's not saying this is not excessive force. It's
1: just about whether or not it classifies as a seizure under the Fourth Amendment.
0: Seizure. That's it. Is this a seizure under the Fourth Amendment?
1: They unreasonably seized her.
0: Unreasonably. Right. Now.
1: Seems very bizarre.
0: It is very bizarre. Listen to what Gorsuch says and you will see how bizarre it is. He says... Today's majority disputes none of this. They dispute. They do not dispute that it could be a battery. They do not dispute that it could be excessive force. They do not dispute that it could be an aggravated battery. However, he says, it accepts that a seizure of the inanimate objects mentioned in the Fourth Amendment, houses, papers, and effects, requires actual possession. And when it comes to persons, the majority says, that a seizure in response to a show of authority takes place if and when the subject uh, submits to an officer's possession. The majority insists that a different rule should apply only in cases where an officer touches the subject. Here and here alone, possession is not required. So under the majority's logic, we are quite literally asked to believe that believe the officers in the case seized Miss Torres's person, but not her car, when they shot both her, when they shot both and both continued speeding down the highway. So it is not a search and seizure if they shoot the car, but it is a search and seizure if they shoot her. He says... The majority's need to resort to such a schizophrenic reading of the word seizure should be a signal that something has gone seriously wrong. The Fourth Amendment Search and Seizure Clause uses the word seizures once in connection with four objects, persons, houses, papers, and effects. The text thus suggests parity, not disparity in the meaning. So here's the crazy stuff. Civil asset forfeiture. They can actually take possession of your stuff and it's not an unlawful seizure. But if they touch you, it is an unlawful seizure, whether you're actually stopped or not. And so my question is, what is the purpose for sowing this kind of confusion because Gorsuch,
1: that's what I don't understand.
0: Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Mm. What is it? So what this does is expands the authority, the opportunity and the magnitude for suing. It reduces the legitimate authority of those officers acting under actual law
1: this this strikes me as another instance of <clears throat> overreaction to to a, a a crisis or a boogeyman mm-hmm. so that we end up destroying our own liberty so it's right. it's like these five five judges justices mm-hmm. uh, have been so influenced by the the narrative of police brutality that right. now they're going overboard Yes. and and then damaging areas that shouldn't have anything to do with it. So this just is the stick need. to the facts, stick to the law. Right, You don't have to make something up because when you do, you end up destroying liberty for, you know, the liberties that ought to be protected. So that's the question. I don't even, it's hard to even imagine what the fallout of this would be Right at this point. Um, but it can't be – this can't be good to to just start creating – I mean, they're basically creating new meaning, creating new words. Like you're, re- right. tran- you're transforming definition. There ought to be enough uh, within our constitutional framework that if this lady's rights are violated, they should be able to be – she should be able to have those uh, issues redressed, right? So you don't have to do this. So th- this seems – incredibly uh incredibly dangerous to well, me.
0: Well, it it is. It's just a complete knee-jerk reaction to the defund the police, the black lives matter, the as you said, the police brutality. We don't want to be and this is a court acting politically. Right. Instead of acting legally.
1: I'm I'm all for police accountability. I'm totally against, you know, lawless yes. lawless so-called law enforcement. Right. Uh, I'm totally against police brutality, where you find this, excessive use of force, um, uh, qualified immunity, Mm -hmm. I think is problematic. Um, But we see this sort of uh, M.O., you know, we we see this strategy over and over again, where, you know, in the midst of some sort of crisis or calamity or controversy, they get they get the people right. cheering for the destruction of their own rights in order to be protected
0: right. exactly. from
1: government abuse. So, so it's, uh, I mean, uh, what a, what a convenient strategy if the government could be lawless enough
0: mm-hmm. to
1: get the people clamoring for a destruction of the constitution, Right. like how good is that?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: for the tyrant.
0: Right. But the same majority court, JC are the ones who recently upheld civil asset forfeiture. Yeah. Recently upheld the government actually taking your stuff, but then declaring it's not actually a seizure. So this is for me, this is just simply the sowing. The ultimate big picture here is sowing the seeds of confusion. So that words don't actually have meaning, and then the meaning that is that are applied to words are dependent upon who's in power, right? I'm in power, so today this word means this. Uh, I'm in power, so seizure means this for me, but it doesn't mean this for you. And that's the big. That is the bottom line. What you have is the elimination of the standard. And that creates what we, uh, uh, you know, the, the arbitrary banana republic style government. It is the destruction of the constitution because the constitution is the standard. The standard is in writing. They can't unwrite it. But what they do is they sow seeds of confusion in the meaning of the words. It's it, There's so many. Uh, w- we covered this a couple weeks ago with the federal government saying, And the, you know, you have the the Senate having these hearings going and the House having these hearings going. What what is press? Who deserves the protection of the First Amendment's protection of press? Well, now you have the redefinition of the word seizure. It's seizure here, but it's not seizure there. Well, as Gorsuch says, it's only used once in the sentence. It's used once to describe persons, houses, papers and effects. How do you take the same word and give different meanings based on the same words in the same sentence? They're even the same sentence juxtaposition each other. Well, I suppose if they can do it with freedom of press and apply that to journalists when freedom of speech applies to people and it actually says the right of the people, right, this is, this is why Samuel Adams said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, but on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. It's amazing. This is for, you, for, for our judicial nerds out there. This case which is uh, Torres v I got it up here. It's a big long case. The big decision here, Torres v Madrid is a really good read because the Supreme Court majority takes the precedent of one case. And then does kind of what what Roberts did during the Affordable Care Act these these judicial acrobatics to come to the decision that they wanted to reach.
1: I would say even that's an overstatement. It's not, it's not even the precedent of one case. It's Mm -hmm. a comment. Yes. And Gorsuch goes into the whole idea of dicta, like this is just an aside. Right. So it's not even the case was not a decision was not a holding in the case was not in the facts of the case was not even briefed in the case, but a Mm -hmm. comment contained So this the lady suing asserts this means this compels this court to overturn this. And he's like, this is kind of crazy.
0: Well, (laughs) it's not new, though. It's the exact same thing they did to the First Amendment with Oliver Wendell Holmes's comment about shouting fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. That was an offside comment to which Oliver Wendell Holmes actually comes back later in a future case and says, hey, I was just making a comment. That wasn't <laughs> even part of the decision. Now you guys have created an entire legal doctrine, yeah. a legal doctrine, that by the way,
1: over and over in the
0: Decades, decades, not just people.
1: Well, you can't jail fire in a theater.
0: I've seen oh, that in legal yeah. briefs, JC, not yep. just people. Right. And so but all of this is wrapped around this errant ideology that what the Supreme Court says is is gospel is absolute that that is just more indication of how we are absolutely ruled by an oligarchy. And in this case, an an oligarchy uh, where, again, um, Barrett didn't give her opinion.
1: Yeah. What is she? Where is she? What is she doing? Well, what's going on? The
0: arguments were done before she was oh, okay before she was appointed, so she can't have an opinion in something she didn't actually participate okay. in the oral arguments
1: sorry I, I keep thinking, is, this, is she going to show up for work um <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a i mean this is sort of quintessential um judicial activism yeah absolutely th- this, that's this why case. I said this is
0: purely political. there yeah. is nothing legal about this. Right.
1: We we just this is what we wanted it to be, yes. so this is what we said.
0: Yes. <laughs> and this is what you'll get from it's that. No bearing on the law. This is whatsoever. the same thing that happened in the Dred Scott case. Purely political, not legal, right? And then decades later, you have people saying, Well, the Constitution called men property. No, the Constitution did not call men property, the Supreme Court. In a political, in an effort of political activism declared that a man was property. Now you're going to have, well, the Constitution's not really clear on what the word seizure means. And so now we're going to need think tanks and we're going to need, you know, people to come together and, and and decide what actually the word seizure means. Because after all, it's a confusing term. We're well, not really sure what the meaning
1: you is. You know, and what's what's fascinating and, and problematic uh, is when you look at the, the reporting, the media reporting about this opinion. Uh It is also political. So yes. it's the standard, yes. you know, well, the conservatives said this and yeah, the liberals yeah. said yeah. this. And
0: yeah. See, that's that. What was that? I think that was in there that Roberts sides with the liberals.
1: Yeah. And, and they just, it sort of gloss. I mean, it glosses over what's, what's really going on in the, in the opinion and what they really discuss. Mm-hmm. So it makes it—I don't know—it seems to 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 sh- make it sound like, mm-hmm. well, you know, the conservatives. Obviously, the conservatives are for police shooting people, right? And the other, the other two—that's <laughs> two,
0: what's going to be coming out of this. Yeah, too. and it was
1: like, like a sort of nod to the other two, like, oh, well, you know. How 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 amazing that the other two conservatives sided with the people who actually don't want police to shoot people. It, it was the two conservatives side with the liberals like implying, yeah. well, that's the right side because they don't want police to murder people yeah. when that actually was not even the the, the topic of this opinion.
2: Right. Right.
1: was not the shooting. It was about the definition of seizure under the Fourth Amendment.
0: Let me put this back up here because this is something that the NPR does right here, right? The Supreme Court agreed, writing for the majority, Chief Justice Roberts said that an unconstitutional seizure of a person can as readily be accomplished by a bullet as by a finger. We see no basis for drawing an artificial line between grasping with a hand and other means of applying physical force to effect an arrest. There was no, not even an arrest here. There was no yeah. alleged arrest. By the way, they would have been justified in arresting her. She had an active arrest warrant. Mm-hmm. But then you have, you got down here, uh, the, uh, this, that didn't seem to impress the three conservative justices in dissent gorsuch writing for himself and clarence thomas and alito accused the majority of schizophrenic reasoning right
1: yeah they they make it about yeah it's 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 sad how how distorted this is Mm -hmm. i I, and it it makes me wonder if i mean well i I see who wrote it. it it makes me wonder if the person even uh grasped what they're talking about.
0: Well, you know, it's coming from a news wire, so they're just, well, this
1: is supposed, this them. is supposedly Toten. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's Totenberg is writing mm-hmm. uh, pr- probably right based off some AP summary yes. of, of what, mm-hmm. whatever their concoction, which they're going to understand it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to understand it or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to spin it their way. And then it's like well, the phone game, you know, with the wires and the cans, um, the little whisper, pass it on game. So See, th- once it gets passed around, it it, it it in no way reflects what you actually. When you go to the uh, Supreme Court website and pull up the actual brief and the actual opinion and read what's there, mm-hmm. none of these news stories reflect the reality of that. Right. So this is why you always say, go first source. Go to the source. Go read the source.
0: Because here's the thing, right? I'm I keep. That's the first thing first. I
1: do now. I look and and yeah. so so few of the articles actually link. Uh,
0: no they don't the,
1: the um, Supreme Court filing
0: No because they don't want you to go and read because then you mm-hmm. realize that they're cherry picking right Yeah so this is what what really as a lawyer what strikes my brain because what happens well you saw. I mean this is the perfect example. The previous case they used to justify is not actually a case on point. They pull dicta out of there to create the re- reasoning that they want. But now, the Supreme Court has created an opinion that will be precedent in which people will pull out phrases mm-hmm. to create an even further expansion yeah. of this principle. And so I'm wondering because you said it's really hard to see where this will go. And I agree, it is difficult to see, but we it's Gorsuch says. Quote, we are told that a touch is a seizure, even if the subject never stops or slows down. Right? And and, uh, only a vanishingly small number of cases would this apply to. So it's, you know, it doesn't, Gorsuch is saying, would this really affect the outcome? Anyway, as stupid as this is, how does this affect, uh, how does this help anybody? But it does not help. And that's the, 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 but it could hurt. Right. And that's the the claim that Gorsuch is making. Hmm. You're not helping anybody, but you're hurting everybody.
1: Yeah. You're opening up a can of worms. So
0: here. if, a where touch, does this go?
1: I mean, you can imagine a whole, uh, now a whole new wave of lawsuits. At,
0: that's it. About man.
1: anything and everything.
0: The whole so the lawyers, lawyers are loving this. Yeah. But this is absolutely true. So, a whole new lawsuit realm of lawsuit because a touch is a seizure, even if they never stop or slow down. Yeah. So now you have, and and here's the thing: why you gotta ask. She was shot with a bullet. She was shot. Mm-hmm. Nobody is disputing that the officers. Fired at her. This is not Lavoie Finicum, where everybody's like, I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot. Everybody says they shot. Sure. So the big question is, this is the obvious easy brainer. She was shot by a police officer in the arm. Why didn't they go for the low hanging fruit of aggravated battery, excessive force, that sort of thing?
1: I, I suspect because the facts were not on their side.
0: Exactly.
1: They didn't have a winnable She
0: case. was tripped out on drugs, racing at them in, in a motor car. vehicle. Right. This was not, not excessive driving away. force.
1: Yeah, not driving away. She
0: was not driving away from them. She was driving at them yeah. into oncoming traffic. Mm. This was not excessive force. These to be honest with you, can I just really maybe make some people mad? I believe this qualifies as a frivolous lawsuit because these officers are inventing something—a a new meaning to the word the lawyers, seizure. Lawyers mean the lawyers. What did I say? Officers. Oh, the lawyers are inventing a new meaning of the words seizure because they know they can't sue based on excessive force. So here's a whole new set of lawsuits who are going to come at the tax dollars, which are going to notice to be easier to prove in a court than excessive force.
1: It's bad enough we have to foot the bill for all the legitimate excessive force issues now. You got a whole new realm. I mean, how many billions are spent? Joe knows this uh, every year on excessive force cases. You know, most of them losing, probably many of them legit, you know, legitimately excessive force abuse. Right. Right. and so I, I don't, it, it, may, it seems like maybe they're trying to find a way to get around the qualified immunity and how hard it is. They're trying to lower the bar. But it, it's, it, once again,
0: throwing the baby just, out in the bathroom. Right. Does just, not just be make
1: reasonable. Sense. Right. <laughs> Why can't we just hold the officers accountable right. when it is a legitimate violation? But now see, you just have to, I just don't understand. J. J.
0: When just do right. Violate. Just do it right. When you, viol- when you allow government to exercise force and authority contrary to your rights, contrary to your constitutions, then you want to create a solution to that problem instead of just ending the violations to your rights and to your right. constitution. Yeah. Why don't you just come out this- and say, it's wrong, we're not doing this
1: anymore. Yeah. This seems to be just simply injecting more chaos and confusion yeah. that... But that's uh, nobody, nobody. We lose in the
0: end. Yes, we lose. Uh, but you see, end. for the judicial, for the elite, right, for those in power. Yeah. Confusion and chaos is a win. Is a win, because then the people, you don't know what you're violating the law. If an officer doesn't know if they're going to be sued, what does that mean? That means they don't enforce any laws. Mm-hmm. That means. Chaos is everywhere, yep. which gives the gov- those in power permission to exercise more power. Right. Because when you're burning down cities in a violent riot, people don't say, oh, we need to organize our churches and our communities to come together and, and create community fixes. And we need to reach out and educate our people. No, when your cities are burning because of of lawless rioting, the cry of the community is government, give us more laws, Sh- give us martial law, give us more control. And that's what this does. That's exactly what this does. All righty. Well, wow. I just wanted to.
1: Seems like a trap.
0: The good news One more is, time on the upper, on, on the high note, we have more and more states saying no, right? So I've got a whole string of, K- of of, articles from the 10th amendment center that we can go through in, in two minutes. Go You've got it. Montana passing a bill to create a process to review and reject presidential executive orders as law.
1: Hey, man.
0: Yes. You have a large coalition, calling for the ban on government use of facial recognition in New York City. Well. Why can't you do that in Tampa? If, if, if the people who are already with the mentality of, of, of submission are in New York City can do that, why can't we do that in Tampa? Why can't we do that in every city in America?
1: Hallelujah.
0: Rhode Island bill would require a conviction before asset forfeiture. Well. And, like we need permission, Give permission to the state to not e- to deny federal asset forfeiture. Hey, man, Rhode Island. We're talking about the Northeast here, mm-hmm. right? We're not talking about uh, Utah or Texas. or Texas or well, Florida. People think we're free here, but whatever. New Hampshire Senate passes a bill to ban state enforcement of any new executive order restricting firearms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh article and clause, please, of the Constitution that allows an executive order to restrict your firearms. I just want somebody to show it to me standing for tw- 11 years now. Someone show me the authority for this. Preach I'm it.
2: Sister. Still
0: waiting. The governor, Montana, passes a bill to end state enforcement of any new federal gun control.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Governor of Arizona passes a bill to end state enforcement. Of federal gun control.
1: Well, can I get an amen? Are
0: you kidding me? If you guys want to know about this, you you need to go to the 10th Amendment Center, right? Here it is. 10thamendmentcenter.com. Go to the 10th Amendment Center. They will keep you up on all this legislation. This is their job. This is their call. This is who they are. This is where we get our information. So you should be getting your information from them as well. All right. So that's the high note, guys. Good we stuff. don't have to be slaves. We don't have to be slaves. We do not have to submit. We have the authority to say no. We just have to say it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. JC and I will be back with you tomorrow. Yep. God bless.